0: Welcome to Off
1: The beaten Path But Not Lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. <laughs> Join us on this RV full-time living journey.
2: Across the beautiful United States.
1: We're the fellas.
3: Welcome to episode 63.
2: Today we're going to talk about the lifestyle of RV living and how it's not always a vacation.
1: First, we created a new way to get your questions. We have set up a voicemail where you can leave messages on the voicemail and we will play the message on the podcast and then answer your question.
2: And we won't play your question if you don't want us to. Just say whether you do or not and we can still answer your question.
1: Yeah, so on the voicemail, just say your question and then say, don't play this, please, and we won't play it. (laughs) But we just thought this would be a fun way to get more questions uh, answered from people interested in this lifestyle.
2: Yep. If you want to leave us a question, you can call the phone number 810-373-2020.
1: Yep. All right, so let's get into this episode.
2: Living full-time in an RV and traveling around the country might sound like a constant vacation,
1: it's, it's not what you see on Instagram and YouTube at least 24-7. Yeah. Some of that stuff does happen. I mean, it does happen, obviously, because we take those photos and other people take those photos and videos, but that's just a small snippet of this lifestyle. Yeah,
2: Yeah, and this isn't like a stab at anybody like YouTube or any type of content creator. This is just like a real life day-to-day view yeah, of what, how life is in an RV. Almost With everyone, especially.
1: yeah. Almost everyone you watch says that, you know, like yeah. you're only getting a small snippet of our week or whatever, and then they edit the rest of the week. Yeah, <laughs> so you're only getting like a few hours. Let's explain a typical weekday for us, so we can really bring this home to a non-RV liver. Yeah. We wake up, we make breakfast. I go to work. The kids go to homeschool. We have lunch, we clean, we finish work and school, and then we do something fun like hit up the pool and the hot tub, go on a jeep trail, watch
3: a movie,
1: lay on the couch, be lazy.
3: Do
2: dishes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Does this sound familiar to anyone? (laughs) It should because this is normal life. This is a lifestyle. It's not, we're not on vacation. So we do things that are not always fun.
2: Yep. No matter what day it is, there's always dishes that magically they (laughs) appear.
1: And I don't know if anyone else has this problem, but what is up with the fact that we never have forks clean? I swear, Tony just bought a pack of extra forks and we still run out of forks.
2: I don't know. I think we use forks to...
1: I think that this happens. Eat cereal. We
2: (laughs) we use forks to... Drink milk. Please I don't Please tell know. me.
1: Does this happen to you? Do you run out of forks before anything else?
2: <laughs> I feel like every time we open the silverware drawer, a fork falls out into the sink. I don't
1: know.
2: <laughs> I think we had the same problem at home, too. Yeah. Where we had did. a dishwasher and we had a huge sink.
1: <laughs> we did.
2: And we had like a hundred forks.
1: We also have RV life struggles. So you, when we lived at home, when we had a house, we had house struggles. Uh, we had a couple plumbing issues. We had, you know, we had a septic and we had a couple septic issues. Yeah. Yeah. So we had lots of issues with the house. Uh, you know, our internet would go out rarely. But power. Power. Oh, we had our power would go out all the time. Yeah, we lived in
2: the country and there was like dead trees everywhere and power lines would get knocked out all the time.
1: We had to get a generator and then yep. it never went out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very realize. well. We used it a few times, but um, way less than we had to.
1: Yeah, I think one Christmas, we had no power for like a f- few days. Yeah,
2: Kylie's first Christmas, we had a furnace, refrigerator, and Christmas lights all by generator. <laughs> yep.
1: <Yeah. laughs> yep. And in RV, we also have those struggles as yep. well. You know, we've had, we have an entire podcast about RV life struggles and complaints. I think it's episode 37. In that podcast, we talk about gas being a struggle. You know, we're always filling up our gas. Um, and it's more expensive right now. We talk about repairs and maintenance and how that can leave us without a home for a week or two. Yeah. We talk about people and how there's too many of them. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about a lot of different things on that episode, the struggles of this lifestyle. Another problem that RV journey people, now I say that because some people live in an RV in one location and they probably don't have this problem. Um, But for us that travel a lot, we have a problem. We have to constantly be planning. Yep. We are constantly deciding on where we're going to be. You know how many times that I've had to try to have a conversation with you, Tony, and I'm, like, talking to you, and you're paying attention to your computer, and I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, an RV trip wizard.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I got RV <laughs> trip wizard. <laughs> I've got them all my tabs. RV trip wizard, thousand trails, Campendium. Yeah. Every Google Maps. All of it.
1: Trails <laughs> off-road. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, yeah, obviously.
1: So so we're always trying to plan where we're going to be and, you know, what we're going to be doing. Because if we don't plan it, then we're homeless. Yeah. <laughs> we have nowhere to go.
2: And that takes up, it's not like a huge burden. It is, but it can get stressful if you don't get out ahead of it enough. Mm-hmm. We've been in a pickle a few times where we, like, for example, myself, I planned out several stops and a couple of them like one of them was two weeks but by the end of that two weeks I had kind of forgotten about the rest of the trip (laughs) so the day we were leaving I'm frantically looking for places to go so
1: Tony's not a planner so I am a planner I should probably be the one to do that but he's kind of taken that over and he's not a planner so if he can do it any of you can do it but it's still something that you're always working on Yep. Another thing is connectivity issues. And we have a whole podcast about this, episode 39, where we talk about, um, you know, how we get internet, how we stay connected to people. But that is another big issue that we have. And I'm sure we talked about this a little bit in episode 37 as well when we talked about the complaints, because this is something that is a big issue.
2: I would say it's probably getting better now. Like as of January 2023, there's a lot more options than there were, say, three years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, But nothing's perfect. So there's still not one, like, problem solver. You have to have multiple, like, uh, carriers.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest. I spend a few hundred dollars on internet every month. So with different carriers to make sure that we have the connectivity.
2: And especially when we're traveling a lot. Because when we're more stationary, you have a little bit more reliable internet. But when you're moving around and going to different areas... It, the internet usually doesn't follow you, like Verizon or AT&T or whatever. So that's something you have to expect.
1: Yep. Agree. Another big issue is uh, pet struggles.
0: Like your it, puppy getting spayed.
2: Yep. Yep. Oh, Vet yeah. appointments are rough. We have an episode all about RVing with pets. That's episode 50.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Making appointments like a space, you know, the surgery. You know, you have to plan so far out for those. Luckily, we got really lucky with this one because we're in this area for so long. Yep. Um, but, you know, getting a vet appointment is insane. Uh, we have a whole episode about this where we dive into all the details about it and what you can do and different options, but pets are a big deal mm-hmm. when RV, our- So that's a big struggle that we have different than if you lived in a sticks and bricks type house. Another one is kids. Yep. Uh, so the kids in a sticks and bricks, you can do fun events like or fun like you know they can go to soccer or dance class stuff like that
2: yeah they can have reoccurring activities like Mm -hmm. that
1: and you really can't do that unfortunately on the road when you're traveling you're not in an area long enough um to do something like that which is a bummer at least we haven't found a way to do it yet
2: yeah
0: also it's hard to stay in touch with family like when you're thousands of miles away
2: and different time zones yeah different
0: time zones like we were on the phone earlier, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's 6 there, and
3: it's 3 o'clock here. Yep. Lately, it's been easier to stay in touch with our cousins because we've been video chatting them and playing Minecraft. Yeah, so we video chat them, or they video chat us. Um, and then
0: we all get on Minecraft, and we go to each other's islands, and we play around, make
3: houses <laughs> floating in skies. Yeah, make towers in
2: space. And that's more fun than, like, just talking on the phone. Because mm-hmm. I know when I was a kid, we had I had family and relatives out of state. And it was just once in a while you'd get that phone call or you'd call them and just make small talk and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So this, this is a way that they can be creative and have fun. And they're always, like, laughing and giggling and stuff.
1: So living in an RV or Sticks and Bricks home, we both have our struggles. The biggest difference that I see is that we have something different outside our window every time we look.
2: Yeah. <laughs> different backyard makes a big difference.
1: Yeah. So today we have palm trees, tomorrow it may be a desert. Yeah, cactus. Cactus. But when you live in a ho- when you live in a house you're just in that one area. And you do go on vacation and stuff like that. So you do get your vacations. You know, we would do that as well. We'd go to different states and stuff. But you know, we have a different background every week or every couple of weeks normally. Yeah. <laughs> right now we've kind of been in the same spot for a little bit longer, but for the most part we um are changing every couple of weeks.
2: You know, our Arizona wintering will obviously have to come to an end because it'll start to get too blazing hot here. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but I we look forward to that. Like it's nice to spend winters where it's nice and warm. But we definitely, I definitely look forward to going and seeing new things. It's going to be hard to settle down. Yeah. Even for the summer.
1: Yep. The biggest positive of this lifestyle, I think, is if you look back at our recap podcast, the 2021 and the 2022, that's the biggest thing right there, is the actual journey that we get to go on every single year. That is the best part. In the show notes, we'll drop some images of our roots that we did for 2020, 2021, 2022. And you'll see why this is one of the biggest advantages that we have is we just get really, we get to see some really cool things and do some really cool stuff. I'm not sure what episode 2021 is, but we link it in 2022. So you can definitely check it out there. And we didn't do one for 2020. We should have, but we didn't. But in the show notes of this episode, we'll put the roots for all of them, and you'll see. um, You know, we get to see a lot and do a lot. We've been to how many national parks now? 28?
2: 28 or 29, I would say, in 30 states.
1: 30. And I would say before we went on this trip, I've been to two. (laughs) So, um, and I was, you know, I've almost told you my age. We'll stop there. (laughs) (laughs) And we've been to how many states? 30. 30 states?
2: 30 states as wow. of, yep.
3: And there's 50. We just got 20 more to go.
2: 20 more to go.
1: So our travel map, I think, is pretty epic. We've been to a lot of things and got to see a lot of stuff. That's my biggest positive of this lifestyle, and it, by itself, yeah, <laughs> it the takes care of all the problems. <laughs>
2: the screenshots we have of our um, the three, three years of traveling full-time
0: 2020, 2021,
2: and 2022. Yep. Um, It's, I can look at the map and I can have a good memory from every little pin there. And then sometimes like my Google Maps where I have the pins where we stay, sometimes I get sucked into looking at that, you know, and I'm just like, wow, and then you can click on it and Google Maps give you a good history with pictures and everything sometimes, so.
1: Yeah, if you have your uh, location on, on your photos, it'll show you where they are on the map it's kind of freaky (laughs) it's
2: a little too smart but
1: but what's funny is i had shut it off at one point and then i was so mad at myself for shutting it off (laughs) so i turned it back on because it looks so cool when you can see all the little pictures like pop up on your map when you zoom into your map you can see all the little pictures so i turned it back on we're never in the same spot so i'm not worried about anyone finding us (laughs) (laughs) Another positive is the education that our kids get, I think. They get to see all this stuff. And it's so funny because they can recognize mountain silhouettes. Yeah. And, like, you know, we could be watching a movie and they can recognize scenes.
0: Oh, is that Arizona? Oh, is that Rocky Mountains? Oh, is that Great Smoky Mountains? Yeah,
2: I would say, like, the most recognizable in any movie, which there's so many movies out there, is Utah. Yeah, we were watching kids, Indiana Jones Western, all the time. Right? They'll say, "Oh yeah, that's probably in Utah." Like, <laughs> yeah, I then we have to Google it, of course, and if, and sure enough, it's it's somewhere cool. in the west. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I can say that I never was able to do that. No, <laughs> no. They also get to learn history and they get to explore all these cool places. And uh,
0: what's so cool is when we were when we lived in the house, we couldn't explore the or like learn about the area like we can now.
2: Or we do, like, vacation somewhere, but... It was a week. (laughs) Or not even. Sometimes it was just a long weekend, you know? Mm -hmm. And you just go with the intent of having fun. Yeah. You go to the beach. You go on a trail or whatever. Now we get to, like, hang out in one area, sometimes for a couple weeks or longer. And you get to go and you get to see the little sections. You can see the historic downtowns. Or the little mining towns or whatever, and you get the, there's all kinds of information out there that we learn about.
0: And what's fun is each town is very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mountain towns are mountainy. Desert <laughs> towns are like ghost Deserty's. towns. desert
1: <laughs> Ghost towns, yeah. Yeah, a desert town is much different than a town mountain that's town. built into the side of a mountain, right? Another benefit of RV lifestyle over sticks and bricks is we get to chase good weather
2: attempt. <laughs> attempt
1: to chase good weather. I mean, we're almost always in the good weather.
2: For the most part. Like, there's sometimes you get stuck in a little bit of a cold snap or whatever, but even then, it's still worth it. Because also get usually to, in a good place.
1: Yeah, exactly. We also get to run away from bad weather. So, for example, if a hurricane's coming, we can leave. We can yeah. take our house and we can leave and we don't have to worry about losing everything that we love. Now, that's not to say that Bad things don't happen to RVs. So I'm only telling you the positives right now. One of the biggest struggles for RV lifestyle, I think, is reminding ourselves it's not a vacation.
2: Mm -hmm. I have this conversation with people all the time. Like new RVers, even people who've been full-timing way longer than us. It's that reminding yourself that you don't need to eat at all the cool local Mm -hmm. restaurants. And you don't have to buy a t-shirt everywhere you go. And that kind of thing, or a souvenir, you know?
1: Even exploring, though, you know, we're sitting in these epic spots. We're five minutes from, you know, the coolest spots that we've been, wanted to go our whole lives. We wanted to go visit. And then we're there, but yet we still have to do things. There's
2: still six hours worth of normal, (laughs) everyday life things that have to happen first.
1: Monday through Friday. We still have to do work. We still have to do homeschool. We still have to clean. We still have to do all of these things that take time. And it struggles, and it is a constant reminder.
2: It's definitely it's like a pull. A, like, it's
0: not
1: a vacation. Yeah.
2: There's definitely, oh, not always, but a lot of times there's something pulling at you. Yeah. Trying to distract you, trying to get you to go outside and take pictures or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty constant, <laughs> no, yeah, most of yeah. the time. As long as we're right where we're at now, we've been here for you know a couple months in this area, so we've kind of explored, and we've been here twice. This we were here a couple of years ago as well, so we have explored this area a lot. So here I don't feel it as much because yeah. I mean there's still a lot of things to do. We still could go on a million different jeep trails. Yep. Um. So there's still a ton of things to do, but it's not like sitting. 10 minutes from Zion or 15 yeah. minutes from, you know,
2: Yellowstone.
1: Yeah. Oh, Yellowstone was really bad in yeah. that area. That was really hard to stay focused. That was life.
2: like, that was short school day, short work day. We were <laughs> just going to take off and go check it out.
1: Yeah. Our house got really messy Yeah. <laughs> and we were boondocking. So it was even worse.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: But yeah, that's, that's the hardest part is that we're because it looks like a a vacation to a lot of people on the outside, it feels like one too. Yeah. (laughs) So it's really hard to stay focused that it is a real life. And I think that if you're looking into this lifestyle, if you're not doing it yet, or if you're new at this, that is something you will struggle with as well. And so you really should get that mindset set right away that, you know, unless you're retired and it really is a vacation for the rest of your life, um, you do have to do other things.
2: Even when you're retired, there's still the daily things. Yeah, true. There's still the cleaning and the chores and the RV maintenance and repairs and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to take up some of your time, even though half the time you don't want to do it because there's something cool that you can do. But that's something that we all, as RVers, we're all going to go through that.
1: Yep, I agree. And when you live, when you have a home, at least when we had our home, there was still, I mean, we would work. You know, we'd work and we do homeschool and we did a lot of the things that we do now. Then, of course, you worked at a, you went away to work and mm-hmm. you were gone all day. And so really the weekend I was like craving the weekend because that's like the only day we'd get with you is yep. Sunday. And then one day during the week, but then I would have to work. So our real day that we got to do something fun would be Sunday. Yep. <laughs> so we waited we're for Saturday. that day. Um. But there are still things around town that we like to do in our area and they're still fun things to do, but it's, it's a little different than our life now because now we're in like different places all the time. Mm -hmm. There's always something new to explore. Yep. And sometimes we're only in those areas for a couple of weeks, which makes it even harder because, you know, you want to go, like we were in Joshua Tree just recently. We were there for 10 days in that area. I could have went to Joshua Tree every single day we were there. Yeah. And that we couldn't do that because we had to do real life.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Reality
1: <laughs> is so, always there. So I think we only were able to go to Joshua Tree three times yep. in those ten days that we were there. Uh, so that is kind of the hard. I think one of the hardest parts about this lifestyle.
2: Yep, I agree. There's it's a it's a constant struggle between like real life and fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Before we wrap this up, let's do a segment. We're going to do a can't miss.
3: In this segment, we tell you about something you can't miss.
2: We know when you're traveling, you can't see and do everything.
1: So we wanted to share some of those things that you just can't miss if you are in the area. What can't we miss, Lex? Hungry Horse Dam. When the snow flies in Montana, it can be dangerous situation for man or beast, including horses. That's what happened to Jerry and Tex, two freight horses working the Montana oil rush in the winter of 1900. They wandered away and weren't found until a month later, belly deep in snow and skinny as lodgepole pines. Nursed back to health, Jerry later pulled a fire wagon and Calspell and Tex did the same for Mercantile Company. And so the name, Hungry Horse, stuck.
2: If you're in western Montana near Glacier National Park, this is an amazing little side trip. It's yep. only 15 miles or so from West Glacier. And we went there, we spent...
1: An Probably, hour? Yeah, two I hours? would
2: say like one or two hours walking around. We walked cr- back and forth across the dam.
3: About like two times.
2: Yeah.
1: We across walked across. and back. It was and, over
2: a mile, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. We walked across and then up a little ways to like a viewpoint and then back. What's interesting about the dam is, one, it's one of the largest cement dams in the country, I think.
2: Yeah, when it was built, it was like the third largest dam in the world.
1: Oh, in the world. I didn't know that. I thought it was just in the United States. And it is not used for hydroelectric power, or at least it's not the main source. They may get a little bit from it, but I don't think it's the main source. It's actually just used to hold the water in the Hungry Horse yeah. Reservoir. And then there's a couple other dams that also do the same thing. And then...
2: Yeah, this is on, the, like, um, the I think the South Fork of the Flathead River in Montana, um, they use they do use the water for hydroelectricity, but it's not like you said it's not the main purpose. Mm-hmm. It's like a secondary purpose yep. of that. So
1: the main um, is just to contain the water for a different hydroelectric, right down, yep. down river somewhere.
2: Yep. And the dam itself is like over 500 feet tall. So when you're standing on the edge of that thing, looking over, it's huge, mm-hmm. and it, you can see way down through like the whole valley of that little mountain range there, and it's gorgeous.
1: Yeah, there's mountains all around you, so you can see these peaks all around on all sides.
2: So before they had, before they were able to actually build this dam, they actually had to clear the whole valley. I think it was like 7,000 acres or more that they had to clear all the trees and everything out. So they did this by dragging this huge steel ball on a chain all across the, the valley walls and knocked down all the timber... And went through and got it all out as they were constructing this dam, so.
1: And the steel ball is in town, so you can see the steel ball. Yeah, you can or see. Or maybe a steel yeah, ball. Yeah, one of
2: them. But the Hungry Horse Reservoir is giant. It's, I think it was, to drive around it was.
1: Oh, you mean the reservoir it's like itself. It's
2: 70 miles, right?
1: Yeah, the reservoir itself, the lake. Yeah. You're not talking about just the dam, yeah.
2: Yep, yeah, the reservoir is huge.
1: Mm-hmm. And you can camp all along it. Like, there's a lot of camping spots. Yep. Um, fishing, all of that.
2: Yeah, there's like National Forest Campgrounds all along the shoreline, all the way around.
1: We walked across the Hungry
0: Horse Dam with our dogs, too. We went yep, with
2: this dogs. is a dog-friendly location. We We actually drove across the dam, parked at the parking area, and then walked back. And at the eastern end is actually like a visitor center and like a gift shop. It was closed while we were there. We didn't get actually get to go in. But there's all kinds of signs and information that you can see. Um, I, from what we read, there are tours that you can sign up for. You have to reserve. There's an observation area at the eastern end. And they have a huge spillway, which is pretty interesting, like this giant hole in the lake that the water just falls into. And it comes out. If you walk to the other side of the dam, you can see it shooting out the other side at the bottom.
1: The spillway um, actually cascades over a rim that drops 490 feet. Yeah.
2: That's what I'm saying. It's crazy to think that, because when we were there, I think the the water was fairly high. Um, you could watch the water pouring into this big, huge hole and then walk across the dam and seeing it come out way down at the bottom on the other side.
1: But it's crazy to think you could be swimming and, like, fall in that 490 feet. Yeah. I don't think you can swim there. I don't think so either. I don't think you'd want to. I think it is like um, they have it, what is that, buoyed off so you can't get that far. Yeah.
2: But it's interesting if you go on to like YouTube or something, you can actually find a video or multiple videos about the creation of the Hungry Horse Dam. If you're into history, like we love to visit places like that and then go and learn about them or, you know, in this case, we weren't able to go into the visitor center to learn about it, so we had to do our own research. But it was just interesting to see how they did all this.
1: Yeah, it really, it's just a really cool spot to go park and walk across. It's a good mile that you can walk back and forth, and it's gorgeous because you yeah. have all these mountains around you, beautiful landscaping. Um, Yeah, so I think it's just a really good can't miss.
2: But it's a pretty area. If you're, if you're going to Glacier, you could spend maybe two, three hours and go over to Hungry Horse, and you'd have a good time.
1: Was that the dam that we were at that we actually got to see the big machine thing, too?
2: Yeah, it was a huge uh, crane.
1: Yeah, that was really cool, too. Yeah. Was it, like, on the side? Remember, we yep. walked past it. Is that, that what that...
2: Yep, yeah. you drive past it. It's on the west end of the um, dam. Mm. And it's just a giant crane that they use to... Uh, Repair, like, the um, hydroelectric hy- hydroelectric things. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's one of those things, like, it's amazing to see that... This was built in, like, the 40s and completed in the 50s. So by horses. Yeah, by hungry horses. <laughs> the engineering of it, it's just a major accomplishment. I like that kind of stuff, so...
0: And if you're in the area, go check it out.
2: Yep, we had a good time.
0: And next week... Make sure you listen to our next podcast where we talk about the Quartzsite RV Show in Arizona.
1: Yeah, I think that's a wrap for this podcast. So if you're looking to do RV living or you are just starting out with RV living, just remember that you're not on vacation. Take it slow. Enjoy everything. And just remember, you still have to do the dishes. Yeah. Don't let those pile up.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And the good thing about RVing is you don't need to take luggages and (laughs) take some of your stuff. You can take all of your stuff.
2: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Sometimes too much, right?
1: All right. If you need the show notes, any of the show notes for this episode, you can get them at thefailas.com slash 63. We're also going to have those pictures in there of our roots for 2020, 2021, and 2022. So check them out. They're really, they're really cool. I think. Um, I love that, and that's what makes this lifestyle so cool, I think. Make sure you're following us at The Faolas on all the things. And and give us a call. Yeah, give us a call. Leave us a message. Ask us some random question. We'd love to play you on our podcast. Yep. Bye. 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 Don't be slapping.
3: <laughs>
2: slapping.
3: Welcome. To episode sixty-eight.
2: <laughs> Sixty-three. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> Wait, mom. Ah, uh, how long is this podcast, and what is it about?
1: You'll squish that I around.
2: Mean, I can make that work. Okay. Had to have a new roof.
1: Yeah, we had to have a new ru- roof.
2: roof. Roof or roof. <laughs>
1: No, did you yeah. say roof? I
2: said roof. <laughs> <laughs> had to have the house re-roofed. You don't
1: know how to say it no. <laughs> Say it again. Re-roofed. <laughs> say it again.
2: We had to have new shingles put on the house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give it up.
2: Yep, we're going to skip that one.
0: Wait, Do you want finding. to play some more. Okay, we'll stop. <laughs>
2: Well, this is not a good time to play thumb she war. She went like this under you know the table. Oh, this podcast makes me so thirsty.
1: <laughs> Freya. 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 I've never known uh. anyone to drink as much of you. <laughs> Another problem that I had, that are, sorry.
0: Lately, Lexi and I have been visiting.
3: it makes sense. Lately,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see and you'll see why this is one of our biggest why this is one of the bi- the biggest po- so I think those podcast episodes are for 2022 is episode 58 and I'm not sure which one 2020 <laughs>
2: 2020 has done it again <laughs>
0: 2020, have we got any questions yet on our phone number?
2: Nobody's <laughs> even heard this yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is not live, thank God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or hold on,
1: whoa, look at Lexi. <laughs> or living by a military base <laughs> yeah or that
2: an Apache Apache, Apache. <laughs> we have I hold on
1: I actually forgot what we we're gonna do I was like we're gonna do a <laughs>
2: What was it? Did
1: <laughs> you forget what we were gonna no. do? Uh, I know.
2: Good pictures. Hungy. Huh? Hungy horse. Hungy? Did I say hungy? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hungy horse. Does that mean we can. Bye bye. Take out that. <laughs> <Yep. laughs>
1: your face goes... eh. You always. It's so funny when you say something that you know you should have said. You always. <laughs> you always go. <laughs> your cheeks get thick. <laughs>